Mami, mami, ma. Olwanda. Mama darling. Maminko. Mom. This is Mother Mine. Reflections on our mothers and how they've shaped us. 49. Finally. My mother and I fight every single day, every single hour, every single minute. That's just how we live our lives. But the thing is about our fights is that like we'll have a fight and then after five minutes, I'll just go to the restroom and come back and just talk to her like nothing has happened. And sometimes we go on like full conversations and then in the middle of the conversation, she goes like, oh my God, we're not talking, we're fighting. And I'm like, okay, oh my God, yeah, I forgot, okay. Don't talk to me. It's always like that. Like there's a lot of fighting, but it's never grudges. Like we're never holding anything against one another. It's mostly like pickering at each other in such a friendly way. Like I call my mom babe all the time and we're like friends. We're kind of like weird friends who don't talk and fight all the time, but are completely utterly comfortable with each other's presence. My mom has never, ever cried in front of us. She was always that rock that you go to if you have a problem or if you have an issue, like she was always there for us. And she never cried, never, never. And when I was, I think, 11 or 12 years old, her family back in Egypt have sent her a cassette tape. They used to send like these cassette tapes of them just telling each other how their day went and what's new in their life and my mom had received one in the mail then and i was looking for her around the house and couldn't find her and then i went to her room and it was locked so i put my ear like to listen in because i am that kind of kid and i just heard her crying inside listening to the tape and crying and that's when it hit me like she misses her family and Yeah, it really meant a lot to me that she cried and it made it okay for me to also be able to like express my feelings because I always had that I was always rewarded for not crying or I was always rewarded for being strong like when we go to the dentist and you don't cry you're like yeah like good job you didn't cry you felt a lot of pain but you kept it in which is extremely extremely unhealthy but when I saw my mom like cry that time it's just made it slightly okay for me to also be able to sit at peace with my own emotions. Sometimes she does things and I just tell myself this is how I don't want to be. Like my mother has sacrificed a lot for my father and for us but it was at the expense of her own happiness and at the expense of her own exploration and you know going after her hobbies and going after her talents and all of that and I feel like after 27 28 years of marriage she regrets some parts of it she regrets not going after the things she wanted to go after and sometimes when she talks about these things I think to myself that is what I want to avoid When I try to talk to her about it, like she just denies that this is the case. She's like, no, you guys are the happiest thing that has ever happened to me. And I would never like choose anything differently, but I know deep down she would, and there's some kind of regret. And 
So in my own relationships, I try to, you know, put my needs first, think about myself. Um, I also sometimes worry that I'm doing it to the other extent where I don't have empathy for other people's needs, but it's something that I'm working on. What I need to do though is to not neglect my own needs and my own wants for other people, not just for myself, but so that I don't resent them later in life. My mother wanted me to be, like professionally speaking, she wanted me to be a computer engineer. And she like hyped it up a lot and she was like, you're really good at computers, you're gonna be a huge, amazing computer engineer. But I just didn't want to go into the field. But most than all, my mother wants me to be married. <laughs> like that's her whole goal in life is to get me married to someone. And it's been the cause of a lot of problems. Because I'm like, no, I'm, you're not gonna set me up with someone. Like, that's not how I'm gonna get married. Or uh, it's not gonna be like a traditional, like, arranged marriage or anything. And she's always like, okay, fine. Then you just find someone. I'm like, okay, can you just, no pressure. Can you leave me alone? A couple of days ago, uh, she sent me a song of this little girl from a cartoon. And so like the girl sings like um, You think I'm alone but I'm singing to the beat of my own drum And I don't need anyone, I'm comfortable being myself, blah 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 And my mom sent it to me and she's like Oh my god, this little girl is exactly like you And it's when I realized that she's finally getting it That I'm not lonely, that I don't need someone to be happy That I can make myself happy, that I can just create that space for myself and I don't think she knew before then that marriage is not for everyone or like finding a partner is not everyone's life goal because she was raised to think that finding a partner is everyone's life goal especially if you're a woman and she's finally realizing that this is not the case with me which was such a sweet moment I kept replaying the song over and over I was just thinking you finally get it Thank you so much for listening to Mother Mine. I'd like to say a huge thank you to each and every one of the contributors to the Mother Mine project. I'd also like to thank all of the international producers who helped me recruit participants for this project. I could not have reached so many people in so many places without you. Thank you all so, so much. And finally, I'd like to say a very heartfelt thank you to all of our wonderful and generous Kickstarter backers for their support of this project. You are the ones who brought these stories to life, and I am so grateful. Thank you so much. Mother Mine is created by me, Katie Semro, and produced in conjunction with our mothers ourselves. Buenas noches, mi amor. Duerme bajo el rosal.